Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Welcome to Talent Talk with Robert Walters and to our UK mini-series on equity, diversity and inclusion in the workplace. My name is Beth Tappenden and I lead on a number of ED&I initiatives from our Manchester office, aiding our candidates and clients in best practice around hiring and recruitment with a focus on equity, diversity and inclusion. I'm very excited today to welcome Chun to the podcast. Uh, Chun Young-Tang is the content marketer at Culture Shift, where he helps the mission to make places of work and study free of bullying, discrimination and harassment. He has a very keen interest in ED&I with a particular focus on EC discrimination representation. Welcome, Chun. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. So, Chun, uh, we're going to go a little bit into Lunar New Year celebration and EC uh, culture and representation in general. Could you tell us what Lunar New Year is and who celebrates this? Yes. So Lunar New Year is a celebration based on the beginning of a lunar or lunar solar Canada um, across several different cultures and countries, uh, particularly across um, East and Southeast Asia. So obviously it is predominantly celebrated in places like China, Hong Kong and Taiwan, um, and also uh, countries such as Korea, Vietnam, Singapore and Malaysia, but also other countries um, around the world uh, with a particularly uh, sizable diaspora uh, population uh, of Chinese people and um, so even people in the Thailand in Philippines and sometimes Japan also um, celebrate them as well um, and it's just one big um, massive celebration uh, to mark the start of a, a new year in those in those countries and cultures um, and we talk about Lunar New Year uh, as a more inclusive term because although many places and people and businesses uh, have uh, tradition, traditionally called it Chinese New Year, um, obviously, and that's not quite inclusive of everybody uh, from those other places that do celebrate it. So Lunar New Year is um, absolutely more inclusive and uh, diverse. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and so you've gone over a little bit why it's important to bring attention to the celebration in relation to EC culture. Could you just tell us what EC stands for? Um, the acronym, just for those who don't know. Yeah, so EC, A-E-S-E-A, stands for East and Southeast Asian. Um, so that is all those many countries that I've just um, talked about um, as well. Um, so there's you know, a vast a uh, number of countries and territories uh, around that that um that's celebrate not only lunar new year but other other um special dates around that time so um and it's really important uh, to bring attention to easy culture and heritage i think because um of the kind of minimal uh, recognition that a lot of them get um especially in the uk um so there's around a million, 1.2 million EC people in the UK um, at the moment. Around half of those are of Chinese ethnicity. Um, so while Chinese people um, are more uh, are more popular populist around the UK, um, it's, we can't forget about 
everybody else and their different differences and the nuances within their cultures and traditions, which might all interlink, but they're also separate and uh, valid. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, that point you made earlier about it being called Chinese New Year rather than Lunar New Year, um, that's definitely, you know, a term that I've heard before myself. So in terms of a DNI perspective, what can you do to make sure that EC people are included um, and that we're not just, you know, pulling it down to one, uh, to one nationality? I think um, one of the main things is to just ask and listen to people from those, within those different cultures. Uh, for inputs and opinions and uh, to talk about their experiences just ask them you know oh, do you celebrate it as well you know how do you celebrate it um, uh, and things like that and just to, to, to make sure people you know understand and to, to just to educate people on on these things so you know when you're talking about Lunar New Year just um, to make make it known that other other people celebrate it and why it's called Lunar New Year as I just mentioned um and so it's yeah it's really important to just make sure that your all the strategies are supportive inclusive of of all of those different cultures um in some way or another yeah definitely and i guess uh well outside of lunar new year what are some of the challenges that ec people might face you know what why is this uh something that you want to address well Obviously, in the past few years, there has been a lot of anti uh, of racism and racial discrimination aimed at EC people. Uh, although these, this might predominantly be people of Chinese ethnicity or Chinese or Chinese heritage, um, people from other EC backgrounds have also faced um, that racism simply because of their uh, so-called similar or alleged similar appearances to to Chinese people. Um, so they've also bared the brunt of that. Um, so as a community, it's, it's important for us all to get together and not um, and stand with each other um, as one big community. Um, so that's one. That's obviously the main um, uh, problems that they have faced. Um, but I think a lot of the time, the a lot of that is also being um, unheard of or relatively swept under the carpet, um, or not as publicized um, by the media and things like that um, and also there's lots of generalizations and stereotypes um, about uh, EC people which kind of silos them and um, almost homogenizes them under one umbrella um, so you know we talk about EC people as one community there are so many different aspects within those those communities and the, the, the people within those. Um, and then also there's a lot of underrepresentation um, of them, especially in the media and the arts, some of like TV and in theatre and things like that, especially which I always um focus on a lot in like uh, my my blogs and things like that. So um and a lot of that is a lot of that is probably down to I would say institutional racism where um, those stereotypes have have been made people think oh, okay um we, we, there, there aren't as many uh, uh people to fulfill these roles so we won't have roles for them anyway or if we do have roles they'll be based on a stereotypical um kind of look or storyline um and then that's where that underrepresentation comes from yeah yeah I, I saw a post you made the other day about that actually about um different storylines in the media and what they 
I guess the myths that they continue to uh, almost, uh, yeah, the, the myths that they continue to push about EC people. One uh, stereotype that you actually brought to my attention, June, um, I think I knew of the stereotype, but I hadn't heard the term before of the model minority myth. Could you please explain what that is? Yes, so this myth is based on generalizations and stereotypes, which I just mentioned, um, which are then based on so-called positive attitudes towards EC people, in particular the Chinese people, but they do, um, because of traditions and cultures and mindsets, they do um, they do branch out to other, other cultures as well. So um, uh, examples are that they are high achievers uh, in education and the high earners at work, and that they're well-behaved and, you know, don't, want to cause trouble and they're non-confrontational um and you know they like to stay quiet um, and so things like that have often uh subconsciously or consciously been used to pit um east and southeast asian people against each other and other ethnic minority groups as a minority to kind of look up to and be like especially in a white dominant society so it kind of feeds into that kind of white supremacy idea as well as the kind of anti-black and anti-brown um, narrative and um, uh, where they think where some of them might think um, why do we have to to be like them why they um put on this pedestal and obviously for for them that's that's not great but also for ec people it isn't either because you know they might not fit into that um, those stereotypes, they want to rebel against those, um, they don't strive to fit into that model, and um, especially for a lot of them, it has come down, it's not just from society that thinking this, um, and the media and things like that, but it's also actually from parents and upbringing and grandparents and traditions that have been passed down, that mindset that they've got to be hardworking to get somewhere, uh, or things like that, and um, that they're told, you know, to to just keep their head down and not uh, and not get into trouble that's something that for many has is is a big thing so um they, they're often they're, they're, it's from all sides really so um that's why a lot of them kind of especially in my generation a lot of them start to rebel and they um and they're a lot more assimilated with british culture rather than their own and that's something they've a lot of them, a lot of us have actively in the past seemed to do um, to disconnect ourselves from that so that we're not siloed into that into that myth because it is harmful for us as well as other uh, minority groups. Yeah, yeah. And as you as an EC person, have you uh, experienced this stereotype or has it affected you in any way? Yeah, so um, yeah, definitely my parents and family um, always used to want me to to talked about the importance of education which is it is a big thing but obviously they were very um very strict on it as well they, you know they really wanted to steer me into uh particular career paths and things like that and um and you know I always question why i wanted to, to do marketing instead of um something such as law which my brother did do in fact um so um it has been quite it was quite stressful kind of growing up thinking that and at, at times I, I didn't I, I did feel a bit um disconnected from that uh Chinese heritage side of of me um 
until I got in, in, um, into my later teen years, and I I I, I, um, I reconnected a bit more with that, to, especially more into my adult life, and realised that um, I can help turn this around. I can help bring attention to this and and change that narrative and fight the fight against that that those stereotypes and that that um, view that society and the media and and people in general might have of us. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. Um, and in terms of you know, educating yourself more about EC people and culture, are there any other dates that um, we can recognize or celebrate or you know, any other way that you would recommend people go about learning more about EC culture? Yes, um, so for me, being quite active on um, LinkedIn and, and speaking with many other EDNI people, um, I found quite a few um, people from other cultures, EC cultures that I have learned things from about even just how they celebrate new, Lunar New Year as well. So people from uh, Vietnamese, Filipino and Korean backgrounds as well, for example. Um, I thought that's really good to just ask those questions again and, you know, just share those experiences with each other. Um, to, to see you know the sim similarities and differences that that they each have um but yes um one of the big east one of the big ec um dates to think about is ec heritage month which takes place in september so it only started in 2021 um so this year 2023 will be the third year in the uk um and it's, it's a time and to celebrate and honor ec people and culture uh, and in particular how they have helped shape UK society and culture. So something that um, several uh, non-profit organisations that were um, started around the pandemic um, have got brought together to, to um, highlight this and, and create this, this date, first of all, and to start highlighting it and promoting it and um, there's been several events that have cropped up over the over the past couple of years, um, predominantly in London, but um, there have been more in the last year um, across the UK, um, a couple in Manchester as well, um, which I'm hoping to be able to uh, take more of a a um, an active um, stance in that uh, for this year. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's in September. Uh, be looking out and looking forward to seeing uh, what you share, Shun, and also how uh, how you mark the occasion. So Lunar New Year, it's a bit closer. When is that happening? So it starts uh, this year. It starts on the uh, Sunday, the 22nd of January. Um, and yes, so that and in, in many uh, EC uh, Zodiac uh, calendars um that is the year of the rabbit but okay. i do believe it is the year of the cat uh, for example in vietnam so that is one um, difference that you can um example of a difference that you can see uh, from them um and usually that that is a two-week or 15-day uh, long celebration that ends with the lantern festival um which is a big end of end of the end big celebration at the end of those two weeks um halfway through that first month um and again that's celebrated across um uh, the ec region and in different ways again by different cultures um 
Uh, but yes, that usually takes usually 15, 14 or 15 days, but some some of the cultures only you know celebrate the first uh first few days perhaps. Um yeah, okay, fantastic. And um, I know you have an event coming up later this month to mark the occasion, but will you be celebrating this year outside of that event as well? Yes, um, I will be celebrating with family down in London um, around that weekend, actually, um, as well. Um, and I'll also be doing a, a, a celebration at my workplace in, with Culture Shift, um, so doing sort of a luncheon and to impart wisdom again on that diversity of Lunar New Year across the EC um, region and um, hopefully that will be really interesting for people my teammates to learn more about that yeah great to hear that you're uh sharing this with your colleagues and people at work and uh that you're yeah you're opening up in terms of in terms of how you celebrate and what you'll be doing around this date uh, so to finish off June, I know you have an event coming up to mark this. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what that is and, you know, if people can get involved or attend, how to do so? Yes. So on the 25th, um, that's a Wednesday um, of January um, at the International Anthony Burgess Foundation in Manchester on Cambridge Street, um, we will be, um, myself and a few others will be hosting organising and hosting a Lunar New Year event, which we've um, dubbed LMY times M MCR. Um, and that is about the power and importance of ED&I uh, during Lunar New Year and beyond. Um, so there will there we will be having uh, talks about the diversity of uh, Lunar New Year across the EC region again, um, as well as um, a talk that I'll be I will be delivering on what xenophobia is. That's um, xenophobia is um, talking about East Asian um, hatred and fear of um, China and East Asian cultures and people and things like that, as well as debunking the model model minority myth, which we have already just spoken about. Um, and then someone else will be talking about how um, organisations and people can help um, support and include their EC colleagues inside. In, in the workplace. Um, so it'd be great for people to get together to learn a bit more about Lunar New Year, about um, the challenges that we face, as well as how they can face fight those challenges, especially in place of work, and really support and include their colleagues who, um, if they're from EC backgrounds, they may, may, may have always felt a little bit unsupported, a little bit forgotten about, um, especially when it comes to EDNI strategies. And that is understandable in a way because sometimes they're only the, the only person from who identifies as EC in that workplace or of very, very few. Um, but I think it's, it's absolutely important to not forget them as well um, when you're talking about. Um, Lunar New Year and uh, just generally how you can support colleagues uh, throughout the year. Um, and we've also got some really great um, cater local caterers um, from across the EC region who are providing um, some great food um, and also a um, some great uh, beverages from across the EC region as well that will be available. Um, and we've also got a raffle prize um, a raffle with prizes donated from several EC creatives and organisations as well, which is really great. Um, 
and donations from that raffle will actually go towards um, a non-profit organisation uh, called On Your Side. Um, and what they do is they have a helpline for EC people to report incidences of hate and racism that they face um, so they can get any sort of advice on what to do next and, and support um, on that. Um, so that is really cool. We'll also be having someone from that organisation join us to talk a bit about that too. Sounds like a fantastic event um, and a lot going on. I would really recommend going to the event if possible um, and to do so follow Tune on LinkedIn. I'm sure you've signposted it there um, a few times. I also recommend uh, following Tune on LinkedIn for more content as well as his blog for more information around EDI and i uh, and specifically EC heritage and culture. Thank you very much, Tune, for coming on the podcast today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for listening as well to our UK mini series on equity, diversity and inclusion in the workplace. If you would like to hear more uh, content along this vein, please subscribe to Robert Walter's Talent Talk. <laughs>